Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. One. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I am Jennifer Zial, founder of Soul Language, and I'm dedicated to providing my listeners with tangible tools to embody your divinity and create a life based on freedom. This is Asked and Answered by Soul, where we focus on topics that will guide you to your listening and utilizing your essential nature. And today I'm talking with Dr. Cheryl Lentz, and we're talking about Fail Faster, Succeed Soon. Welcome, Dr. Cheryl. Good morning. It's so nice to be here. Thank you. You are so welcome. I'm so excited. And, you know, I always really like to know my guests from the inside out and really understand what makes them tick on a soul level. So my first question for you is, what has your soul shared with you throughout your journey? Like, what has been a big theme of your soul that, uh, that has been, you know, you've been keep hearing time and time again? Since high school, that F word that comes up time and time and time again, the idea of failure. Um, I learned to make friends with failure, but it took me a long time to process what that journey was teaching me. Because you know that idea of Groundhog Day, right? It just keeps coming up over and over and over. And it's so strange that I became a college professor when I am the queen of failure. I have failed in every area of my life. So it's go big or go home. And now my purpose is really to look at how do you recover from failure, particularly now that we're looking at the idea of forced compliance, reinvention, empowerment. So failure has really been my thing, sadly, kind of irony, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's actually across the board. I think uh, one of our kind of biggest things we're here to teach and guide people is, is something that we have a lot of um, skills in. And how do you build skills by, you know, trying, stumbling, falling, and finding your way. So it seems right on par. So we're really, really going to talk about fail faster and succeed soon. So um, I think everyone has failed at something. So how how do you recover from, from failure? How do you not let it... Um, you know, be who you are and, and just an experience. Well, and that is really key what you just said. Many of us cannot separate we, the, the failure from we, the skill we're trying to learn. And I learned this very early because I have an epic failure. I just actually did my TED talk um, a few weeks ago on this. And it was hard to, at a young age, process the fact that I was dismissed from the music program at the University of Illinois. No one's ever dismissed. I wasn't good enough. And I heard that I was the failure. I heard that I wasn't good enough. No, my playing wasn't good enough, but I never made that distinction. And so for many, 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 many years, I kept walking around going, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with me. No, actually what it was is my, my professor gave me a gift I didn't recognize, Jennifer. And it's taken me decades to process and understand that what he saved me from is being just another out of broke, you know, out of work, broke musician because he was training for the Olympians. He was training for Notre Dame Cathedral and Holy Name Cathedral and all these major organists in there. And I just wasn't good enough. Now I was good, but there's a difference between being good and good enough. And so I was dismissed from the program because he only wanted the elite. 
it took me decades for me to realize because what I heard was I suck. I'm not good enough. I'm the failure. And I think if I would have had someone to help me through that, because he was very monotone, very matter of fact, didn't have a very good bedside manner, so to speak, just kind of walked in one day, said it was over, walked out, and that was it. But had I understood that this was something that I could have recovered from quickly in the moment, I didn't play for 30 years, Jennifer. I walked away and said, hey, you don't want me? I don't want you. I'm out of here. And so I, I went into a different direction. I've had an amazing career that I wouldn't have had had he not done that. But I never fully processed it because I never understood that failure, that seeds of, oh my gosh, I'm not good enough, carried with me through other areas of my life. And so this is where your listeners really have to dig deep and understand the gift that it gave me and to let it go. And people tell you that all the time, but they don't teach you how. And I right. how to let it go. Yeah. So can you give us a starter tip about how to let it go? Part of that is you have to face it. And this is the part that people don't like. I know I didn't. I put that failure in a box and I put that box in the back of my closet and I let it sit there for 30 years because I figured if I can avoid it, I won't have to deal with the symptoms. And that's what a lot of us in there. If you don't see it, it doesn't exist and it doesn't happen. The problem is, you know, and your listeners know your soul doesn't forget. It sits there and it gives you the groundhog day. So part of it is you have to open that box and you have to be willing to explore the pain and to be able to own it and be accountable for it. And you'll realize it isn't the fear that you once thought it was, because this is the, one of our presidents said, you know, FDR, feel the fear and do it anyway. Leaders and, and people like myself, it's not that we weren't afraid. Right. We were afraid and we did it anyway. And we had to open that box and face the music, so to speak, and the ability to say, okay, I wasn't good enough in this area, but what else I can do? How can I move forward with this? How do I not let it define me? My skills as a classical organist weren't where my professors thought they needed to be, but my skills as a human being, absolutely lovely, wonderful, but I couldn't separate the two. And this is the skill and the part, open the box, own it, and realize it's just part of who you are, but it isn't who you are. There's a big difference. Exactly. And that's everyone tuning into that part of you that's never been hurt, that knows they're whole and complete and, and really allowing that part of you to grow. And those that are listening that have their soul languages done, if you have a warrior energy, that's the perfect time to utilize that energy consciously. And if you don't have a warrior energy within your stable of, of soul, you really just get to tune in and go, okay, so what do I get to, to accept here profoundly to understand that this failure is not my essential nature? And that's what Dr. Shower is saying. Is, and that's huge because I think often we wear that as it is the only thing that we are us. So well, I think we also wear it as a badge of honor, which I don't understand why some people hide behind their failures thinking, well, somebody told me I couldn't do this, so I'm just must suck and I'm just going to stay that way the rest of their life. It's like, oh, no, no, no. We get to define who we are. The world does not. Yeah, I love that. And I think that so often we do that in order also to protect ourselves. And we, Jennifer Bloom calls that uh, pre-suffering, right? So we pre-suffer in order to protect ourselves. And I think that, you know, there's a part of us that's always trying to integrate something good in, in our experience. And that's how, in our little weird mind, how we do that. So Dr. Cheryl, what is something that you've been burning and you've been asking yourself, what's the burning question in you lately? Part of this is what's next. I have just finished a major part of my journey with uh, culminating in my TED Talk that happened for Farmingdale, New York, um, just on the 10th. And it was a dream I had been having for 10 years. It reminded me a lot of my doctoral journey, also I'd had for 10 years. And when you finish these milestones, and I remember sitting there now asking my question going, what's next? 
I've published 50 books. My 50th one will be on Friday, this Friday, the 23rd. And it is such a strange thing. And I finished, I did my first children's book and I've done my first, there's actually a book for this TED talk called Failure Has No Alibi. And that one goes with us. And it was such a, the universe wanting to get things done and finish it all. And now it's all done and it's, everything's all published and it's out there. And now I'm sitting here going, wow, there's gotta be a reason for all of this. And so part of this is when you have a dream come true, it's time to dream again, to get a bitter, better dream, a bigger dream and put something new on the calendar. And I'm in dreamland right now, trying to decide what the universe needs for me now that I've put all of this stuff on part of my journey and made the next step and the next leap. So we'll see. Yeah. And I, I think that happens to a lot of us. Like we have that birthing and then there's this pause and sometimes we can go into that kind of, almost postpartum thing where we're like, okay, so we just gave birth now. Now what? Right. I put all my energy in that. And I think that's, you know, what Dr. Cheryl is saying is she's, do you, if you can hear in her voice, she really has that kind of discovery about it all. And to keep that kind of discovery within your consciousness so that next thing can poke its way through. And remember, we don't always have to be doing, you know, this is a great time that you get to be Dr. Cheryl. And I I bet you're enjoying that. It is such a strange concept because I remember when I finished my doctorate and I will never forget the phone call. I sat on the, the edge of the bed when my mentor called me and said, here, my first, you know, he calls me Dr. Cheryl Lentz and we get excited. And I was expecting a thunderclap, a bolt of lightning, a marching band, a parade right and I get this eh, I'm going that's it you know and I'm sitting here going I'm exhausted I wanted to go back to bed because it was just I couldn't comprehend that something that had taken that long finally came true and then I was sitting there going wow it was almost anticlimactic then I got excited about it you know I had to kind of process this a little bit but I think that's where I'm at again right now because some of these dreams are so audacious so big so bold we've been chasing them for so long and when they finally come true you're like wow, I finally got there. And so I know it's purposeful though. Your soul language is, for example, there's reason I went through all of that birthing. And that is to help the next chapter because I have to stay ahead of my students. I have to be in that always learning so I can help those who are coming after me. So I'm a little nervous, but a little excited of what's that next step because I have to stay ahead to be the leader. So yeah. And I think that's really important. I think that, you know, for those of us that are, are have big communities that are master healers, that are master of service, remember, you only have to work one step uh, ahead of your community. I like people to walk three or four, but really, and, and also allowing yourself kind of the integration time as, as well. And, you know, I think that what you just said, we're talking about is proof that, you know, we, we get to really kind of enjoy the journey. And most people are like so focused on that goal that we forget like, oh my God, we should be enjoying this right now. And I think that's really important. And I think- Oh, absolutely. I forget that part because I'm so used to, you know, I'm, I'm such a high achiever that I'm always go, 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 go. Just to sit in what you said was just to be that's tough work for me because I'm always thinking I have to be in motion to just sit and that's why I like to kayak. I commune with nature to be able to remind me sometimes you got to slow down in order to go faster. And we have to self care even when we're on the next part of our journey and enjoy it and celebrate and get excited that we're here instead of eh and move on. Yeah, I, that's the big reminder. And I think that's part of the failure journey is we realize failure is not the destination. Failure is not the outcome. Failure is just a learning process. That's that fail faster, succeed sooner. If you get it all done quickly, you have to enjoy the good stuff more quickly too. I love that. So uh, as we're wrapping up here, how do people get in touch with you? How do they get access to your books? Where do they find you? 
easiest way is drsherrylentz.com. My email, drsherrylentz at gmail.com. You can just type me into Google and I come up in all kinds of places. Uh, most of my books are on Amazon uh, and Barnes and Noble. And we're going to be doing a mastermind here coming up because a lot of my tribe uh, wants to continue this conversation on failures. We've got a six-week mastermind that's starting in November, so they can get information, sign up for it, and we'll keep helping them get to the good stuff. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, my last question is, if you were a magnet on whatever you call your higher powers refrigerator, what would your magnet say? Easy peasy. It would be failure has no alibi. I love that. Well, thank you so much for spending your time together uh, to, to with us today. And thank you so much for sharing your experience. I thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. So thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it very much. Take care. You've been listening to Asked and Answered by Soul with Jennifer Rizzio. Please feel free to share this podcast with your community, leave a comment or contact me or one of my guests directly. Uh, you can find me at all the social media links at Soul Language. And don't forget, not just to find or be your connection, but you are your connection. Thanks everyone. And bye for now. Hey, it's Tim from 50 years of music with 50 year old white guys, the comedy podcast. You had no idea you needed join Ben, Jeff and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast.